Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. but praise Him all the day long, can we? So much to be thankful for. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sakes. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell within them. 
for he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the, of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor swore deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O God, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the kings of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Selah. I praise the Lord once again that He has uh, brought each of you aside from your daily lives. I know that you are, as I am, busy in your daily life. My dad used to tell me when he retired, after about a year, he didn't know, didn't know how he ever had time to work. And that didn't make sense to me, but now it does. And it does, because I've been retired just over a year, and I see what he means. We are busy people, aren't we? But God has designated this time and this place for you and I to be here and to look into His Word and to meditate and concentrate on what He has to say to us from His Word. He speaks to us today. Amen. And He does so through His Word. And God works by means, doesn't He? He does. Even what the Bible proclaims is the foolishness of preaching. That's me standing up here reading God's Word and attempting to give the application of it to me first and hopefully by God's application to you. All right. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. We have been here recently. It's a wonderful chapter. It's a chapter of foundations. It's a foundational chapter showing where salvation comes from, showing how uh, we are saved, showing the change that comes about in us. Uh, we have been through chapter 1 and we were working on chapter 2. But something jumped out to me in the last couple verses of chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 10 says, Which in times past, I'm sorry, verse 9, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We are this chosen generation, this royal priesthood, this holy nation, this peculiar people, because God, because God has made us such. He has made us who we are. He is the creator of each and every person, each and every individual. That ye should show forth, this is the last part of verse 9, 1 Peter chapter 2, that you should show forth the praises. What did we just sing? Praising my Savior all the day long. That you should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness 
into his marvelous light. And this applies spiritually because he has called us out of the darkness of ignorance. We didn't know him. We certainly didn't understand uh, him and his relationship to us or ourselves and our relationship with him. But he's called us out of that. We're not ignorant anymore. We know him now. What a Savior. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We didn't understand how the Word of God applied to us before we were in our ignorance, weren't we? In our natural state, which the Bible says is enmity against God. The natural state of our heart without this change. Which in times past, verse 10, were not a people when we were in our ignorance, but are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Anything that wars against the soul, we want to, what's the word? Abstain. Walk away from, leave behind. Remember that the weight of that sin that does so easily beset us we just read about last week, I think, maybe the week before? What are we to do with it? Lay, lay it aside or leave it behind. Back there in our ignorance that doesn't exist anymore. Back in the past, leave it behind. Dear beloved, I beseech you strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war after the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. God works by means, doesn't he? And he uses our lives. And he impresses other people with our lives. He does. Uh, Submit yourselves, verse 13, to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him, sent by the governors, for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well, respect the law, respect it. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men just by our walk, just by our way of living, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. As Brother Chuck said, we preach these hard truths out of love. We're not going to hit you over the head with the Word of God. No, we're going to show you the love of God. And yes, God is holy, righteous, and pure, so He hates sin. But it's out of love that we preach the gospel. Yes, it's it's offensive to the human nature, isn't it? But that's necessary for us to see this new nature and this new life that God has so lovingly given us. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults you shall take it patiently? But if you do 
But if when you do well and you suffer for it, you take it patiently, now this is acceptable to God. We're supposed to be like Jesus, aren't we? He suffered for something he didn't deserve, didn't he? We deserved it. So if I've got something coming and I suffer because of something I did, I can't glory in that suffering because I deserved it. But when I do well and I am buffeted or I suffer because of uh, following Jesus, because of my life that's different than those around me, I can glory in that. For even hereunto were ye called to be like Christ, to suffer with Him, to carry our cross daily. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us example that ye should follow His steps, who did no sin, neither was there any guile found in His mouth. Not any. Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. But committed himself to him that judges righteously. Verse 24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness, by whose stripes ye are healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. All right. And that's a lesson that we are going to teach this morning, Lord willing. The shepherd and bishop of your souls. I know I went through a lot to get there. But it's important to see who we are in Christ Jesus. Verse 24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body. He suffered for you. He suffered for me. It was necessary because we were born sinful. Jesus Christ was not born sinful. He was sent here to purchase you and I on the cross of Calvary. He was born of a virgin, so the seed of man or the fallen nature did not pass on him. You and I, we were born this way, right? We were. Because we had a father and a mother. He qualified to die for you. He didn't curse. He didn't take the Lord's name in vain. I'd say even when he hit his finger, when he was building a chair, he was a carpenter. You know he got splinters. But he never sinned. Not one time he couldn't have. He was impeccable. He was God in the person of the Son of God. This perfect body He carried our sins into what? Death or separation. 
That's an important word. That's what death means. It's a separation. You're going to live forever. Your soul is going to live forever. When God breathed the breath of life into Adam, he became a living soul. And that's an eternal soul. It's not just over when you're separated from this body. You're an eternal being. God made you that way in His own image, didn't He? Absolutely. But Jesus carried your sins into death or into separation. He paid the price so that they were eliminated. The Bible says through this action, your sins and my sins were put as far as east is from the west. They never meet, do they? No. He's put our sins away because He paid the ultimate price. He paid that price that we might be dead to sin, separated from our sinful natures. Separated, set apart, sanctified, a special sanctified people. We just read about it. We're set apart. In our natures, we weren't. But being saved, we are now new creatures. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Have we always belonged to God? Absolutely. And everybody does. He's created every single person. He reigns on the just and the unjust. All right. In his own self, who his own self, verse 24, bear or bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Again, his own body qualified to pay for our sins. Should live unto righteousness, separated from the old man. Now we live under righteousness. Now we desire out of the love that we have for Him to live for Him, don't we? And it's important to us, isn't it? We're here, so I know it's important to you. By His own self, He bore our sins in His own body on the tree. You know, God made that tree. God created that tree, didn't He? He created the tree that they hung Him on. That's awesome, isn't it? What a dedication to saving you. What a dedication he had to give up this perfect life he had for you. We should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye are healed. Now that's a quote from Isaiah 53, isn't it? Let's turn there. Isaiah chapter 53. Who hath believed our report, verse 1, Isaiah 53, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who is the arm of the Lord? It's the Lord God, isn't it? Who, set, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It's Him. To whom is He revealed? For He shall grow up before Him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. There again, there was no man involved in His birth, was there? As a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised and rejected of men. He's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. 
Surely He hath borne our griefs, and He's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace. What did it take for us to know and have peace in the Lord? It took a sacrifice that was depicted all the way from the Garden of Eden all the way through this book. And it was the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood from a perfect body. That was the price. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. That's what Peter was quoting. With His stripes we are healed. Those stripes, they were deep cut wounds. They tell me he was beaten with something called a cat of nine tails. And it ripped the flesh away when you're struck with it. All we, verse 6, like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. What a shepherd he is. We sang about him this morning. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Brother Isaiah read it to us. That means all my needs have been, are, and will be met. All that we need, he's provided. He provided all we needed for salvation, didn't he? All right. Let's go back to our text. 1 Peter 2. The 25th verse says, for ye were sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd. I want us to think a minute about sheep. Sheep have a particular nature. They're different than a goat. Their nature is different than a pig. You see a sheep gets mud on his feet, you'll see him trying to shake it off. A pig loves it. He has a different nature. A sheep will eat certain grasses and certain things, and the goat will eat anything. I saw my brother feed our goat Billy cigarettes one time when I was a little kid, and he loved them. He would have ate the package if he could get it away from them. Sheep have a particular nature. We, as sheep, have a new nature, don't we? A new nature that loves the shepherd. Back in biblical times, even David's times, David was a shepherd, wasn't he? He was a type of Christ in many ways, including the fact that he was a good shepherd. At least two wild beasts came to steal away the sheep from the fold that David kept. And he slew both of them, didn't he? He slew the enemy. What a type of Christ. Nothing can touch you. Nothing can touch me. Because we have the shepherd watching out for us. In the 23rd Psalm, Isaiah read, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Well, how is that so? In the day, in the evening, when the shepherd would call the sheep out from the pasture, he would go into a high place somewhere so that he could put the sheep in a group, like up against 
uh, a wall of a mountain or a hill, something of that nature. And as they came into the entrance, which by the way, he slept in, the shepherd laid down in the entrance. Nothing could get to the sheep without coming through him. That's also an important lesson one day. But as they came through, he held this rod across the entrance. And as they passed under that rod, he counted them. There's so-and-so, there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so. Isn't it a comfort to know that God knows you and that you are accounted for in His flock? It's a comfort. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Well, how does the staff comfort me? A couple different ways, at least. But one thing is for correction, isn't it? The sheep's going down a certain path and he starts to wander off. The Lord can take that staff and straighten him back up, can he? And he does, doesn't he? In our life. He absolutely does. And I'm so thankful for that. The other thing is protection. Protection. I think that's what David used to kill the bear and the lion was that staff. And he knew how to wield it, didn't he? Knew how to use it against the enemy. All right. For ye were as sheep going astray, but now, but are now returned. Now that word returns interesting. It's epistrepho. Isaac could probably correct me on that pronunciation. Epistrepho. Six times this word is translated converted now returned or converted unto the shepherd. We were at one time sheep going astray. But God with His staff has brought us in line, hasn't He? And He has converted us unto Him. That's a drastic change. It's a drastic change. The Bible says that we are quickened or made alive, or separated from death. What a Savior. All right. For ye were a sheep going astray, but are now returned, or converted unto the shepherd, returned unto the shepherd, and bishop of your souls. Jesus is the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Now that word bishop there, is episcopos or overseer. Overseer. The lieutenant, you might would say. The one who oversees everything that goes on. Death is just a separation. Your soul is eternal. And praise God, you have an overseer. None can conquer him. None can stay his hand. He is the Almighty God, the Son of God, the Shepherd and Bishop of your souls. He is the Keeper of the sheep. Again, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Because I know that God has counted me as one of His sheep. And I know that He will not let me go under any circumstances. 
I have that trust, that faith, because He has revealed Himself to me. We read in chapter 1, verse 18, For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received from tradition by your fathers, but with the precious blood. 1 Peter 1, 19. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb, the shepherd became a lamb, didn't he? He did. Abraham told Isaac, he said, don't worry about the, about the sacrifice, about the lamb. God will provide himself a lamb. And that's exactly what he did. The shepherd became the lamb. With the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, and he had no blemish, and without spot he had no spot, who verily was foreordained, First Peter chapter 1 and verse 20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times. For who? For you. For you. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God and him alone, seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit. You couldn't even know and apply the truth to yourself without the Spirit applying it to you. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently being born again, not of corruptible seed. We talked about this last week, but of incorruptible by the Word of God which liveth and abideth forever, as will we. Praise the Lord. May God bless the reading of His Word this morning to our hearts. May we carry it with us in our minds. May we more and more realize that we are dependent on Him and He is dependable. He is faithful. Amen.